Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories. This podcast contains topics that may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 18. This includes things like domestic violence, sexual assault, and sexuality. They are intended to be educational in nature, but either way, a trigger warning is in place. Listener discretion is advised. But the slide in that pussy is a homicide. Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we spill the tea on sex and dating. I'm Demi Wild, your resident sexual deviant. In today's hot headlines, we are chock full of celebrity stories like Tiger Woods' latest allegations, Ben Stiller's erection, Rosie O'Donnell's revenge porn, billionaire buys Epstein Island, Trump loses a major sexual assault case, and nude food. Uh, Thank you guys for being here today. This episode is actually brought to you by a brand that I have just been in contact with called Butter Health. So B-U-T-T-E-R. It is a men's sexual health uh, company. They are fantastic. Um, I wanted to give a little shout out to them on the show because they were so nice and they sent me this personal massager that I have had the opportunity to try out and I really enjoyed it. The best part about it is it's actually not an insertive one. So it's actually just a prostate massager, but it's an external prostate massager. And so there's no cleanup. There's no nothing. You really got to prep beforehand. It's actually really good. All you do is just turn it on like that. And then you hear that. You just put that on the perineum and you do your little thing. So um, there's other settings for it as well. That was kind of my favorite one, actually. Um, but they're really cool. So thank you, Better Health, for for sending that to me. I really appreciate it. Check them out. I'll put a link in the description down below for the show. Um, announcements. Uh, check out the merch in my in my website, DemetriWild.com. You can get a T-shirt like this. My artwork, Make America Gape Again, featuring Stormy Daniels. Um, submit your hookup horror stories to me anonymously using our Google Dork, Google Dork, Google Doc form on the um, uh, description down below. Leave us a rating comment and a Apple Spotify uh, comment on uh, Apple or Spotify. What am I saying? And uh, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. Leave us a thumbs up and hit that little bell on YouTube to make sure that you stay updated with all of the new videos that I post every single day. Oh. That being said, let's just jump into these headlines here. So Tiger Woods has come under fire again. Uh, Woods' ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, has accused him of sexual harassment. She's alleging that the golfer forced her to either sign a non-disclosure agreement or be fired from her job. Herman, 38, who dated the famous golfer for almost six years, had previously worked for him. The filing is the latest in the Herman's case against the golfing icon over an NDA she claims she is being wrongfully enforced on her. 
Herman alleged that Woods pursued a sexual relationship with her while she was his employee at the South Florida restaurant and forced her into signing an NDA. On Mr. Uh, quote, on Mr. Woods' own portrayal of the events, he imposed an NDA on her as a condition to keep her job when she began having a sexual relationship with him. A boss imposing different work conditions on his employee because of their sexual relationship, guess what? It's sexual harassment. Um, despite the relationship that ensued afterwards, it is still technically sexual harassment. Quote, and when he became disgruntled with their relationship, he tricked her into leaving her home, locked her out, took her cash, pets, and personal possessions, then trying to strong-arm her into signing a different NDA. Yikes. Um, Woods has faced several other allegations over the years, such as infidelity in 2009, a DUI arrest in 2017, and inappropriate conduct in 2021. So this is a story that's basically about the legalities of it. You know, they had a relationship, but even still, like, he... the. The relationship that came from it was a little bit inappropriate. So, like, he, she was an employee of his. He pursued it, forced her to sign an NDA, and then had some issues later on down the line when he tried to strong-arm her into signing another NDA. It's, it's a big mess, and the legalities of it are that it is still um, sexual harassment considered. So, she's seeking $30 million in damages. Yay. Uh, Ben Stiller. <laughs> so do you remember your first direction? I don't remember my first direction. Uh, but Ben Stiller's first direction after having prostate cancer surgery was apparently a huge celebratory moment for him. The Zoolander star 57 publicly revealed his cancer diagnosis in October 2016, revealing that he received his diagnosis two years prior. Speaking on the Howard Stern Show, the Emmy Award-winning actor said that he was diagnosed with an immediately aggressive prostate cancer at age 48, and he underwent surgery to treat it. Stiller appeared on the show alongside his surgeon, Dr. Ted Schaefer, to increase awareness of prostate cancer symptoms. After the surgery, still... Uh, Stiller had no issues with sexual function or urination following the surgery, and he had his first erection the very next day after the procedure. Quote, when the first erection happened post-surgery, we all celebrated, he said during the podcast. It came out of the blue for me, Stiller told Howard. I had no idea. Stiller was even given, uh, was given a PSA, or a prostate-specific antigen test, in his 40s, even though general guidelines suggest prostate cancer screening should not begin until the patient reaches their 50s. Quote, if I hadn't taken the test, my doctor started giving it to me at 46, I would not have known, and right now I still wouldn't have known. As of 2023, the American Cancer Society recommends people that have discussions about prostate cancer screenings with their doctors at age 40 for men and more than one, uh, with more than one first-degree relative who had prostate cancer, age 45 for men at high risk, and age 50 for men who are at average risk. So yeah, it's very, um, I don't know, I... I I'm being screened for, for prostate cancer and rectal cancer just this week. So, you know, yay. <laughs> but I understand the, the kind of struggles with it and the, um, how, how I didn't know you couldn't get hard prior to though. I, or, I mean, some people might have difficulties doing that. Um, uh, I, I'm unsure about this, but apparently you can, and that's a good thing. So, you know, take your little wins and celebrations when you can. Um, the biggest risk factors for prostate cancer is obviously genetics. So if you have people in your family, immediate family that have had it, um, if you have had multiple, get checked earlier. Or as uh, we discovered last week, 
um, check if you have anal sex, you might have HPV. Get checked for that as well. That could be also a contributing factor also. So this is a story that I was listening to on the Hello Ross podcast. It is the final episode of the podcast. So, But uh, Rosie O'Donnell was the guest, and it's one of my favorite topics to talk about on the show. Um, not so much, I, I know I'm like smiling as I'm saying this, but it's actually a very troubling topic. But I find it very fascinating because in this digital age, revenge porn is a huge, huge, huge thing. But Rosie O'Donnell told a story about something that happened to her in the 90s. So Rosie O'Donnell claims that she was a victim of, quote, revenge porn in the 90s. In the final episode of Ross Matthews podcast, Hello Ross, Rosie O'Donnell told a rather interesting story. She recounted a time in the 90s when it wasn't as accepting to talk about homosexuality publicly. During that part of the conversation, she told an anecdote about a time her manager came to her with a very fearful question. Quote, my manager, Bernie Young, came into my office and said, Rosie, did you ever do any sexually explicit films? She said, what are you talking about? There's a person who's trying to sell a video of you in a lesbian dominatrix sex film. I got a copy of it. I watched it and it looks like you. She was flabbergasted at this news, and her manager got the FBI involved. They eventually met with the shady porno sellers in order to circumvent the film being distributed. When they got their hands on it, O'Donnell said, quote, She could have been my doppelganger. I saw it, and I went, oh my god, it looked exactly like me. Like when I had the David Cassidy long shag. Quote, I was so thrown, no wonder they tried to sell it. I would have tried to sell it, too, if I was down on my luck. Ha ha. Um, the film obviously wasn't her, but the whole thing of, and the a whole thing eventually faded away. But has anyone ever come to you with something that is like, Hey, like I saw this video. Is this you? <laughs> um, has that ever happened to anybody listening to this show? I'm, I'm very curious. Obviously this wasn't her and it was just someone that looked like her, but it's still very scary to like have someone come to you and be like, Hey, like I saw this video and it looks exactly like you. Um, what's the deal? You know, it's, it could be rather troubling. It could be traumatizing. It could be scary. Cause it's like, shit, did someone like fake this? Did someone, you know, what's the deal? It could be very scary. And especially when you get, they get the FBI involved. Oh my God. Luckily the whole thing faded away, but I found that story very fascinating. Um, trigger warning, Jeffrey Epstein. So, uh, would you stay the weekend at Epstein Island? <laughs> An investment firm led by billionaire Stephen Dekoff has bought two private islands in the U.S. Virgin Islands that were previously owned by the late notorious sex criminal Jeffrey Epstein. Dekoff, the founder of the private equity firm Black Diamond Capital Management, purchased the two islands for $60 million, less than half of their initial asking price. I wonder why. Uh, one of the islands was used by Epstein to sexually abuse young women for years, Quote, Mr. Dekoff plans to develop a state-of-the-art, five-star, world-class luxury, 25-room resort that will help bolster tourism, create jobs, and spur economic development in the region, while respecting and preserving the important environment of the islands, according to a press release. Do you think this is appropriate? I don't think it's very appropriate. I think they should just let that island just alone. Like, it doesn't, we don't need any more resorts in the world. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, we just don't. Like, I have a luxury, another luxury apartment building just opening up just a block from here. And we just had another one open up just a couple of weeks. We don't need any more luxury anything, you know. 
Um, but I think, I think the island should just be left alone, you know, at least for some time. It's only been, what, eight years since he was finally caught and arrested and all that. So, and even less than since he, you know, died in prison. So I, I don't know. I think they should just leave it alone for a while. We don't need any more luxury condos. It's the whole island itself is just kind of tainted. So just let it be, let it be. Um, so trigger warning, Trump, <laughs> um, Trump has faced, has lost a major lawsuit this time for a sexual assault and defamation, defamation, sorry. Uh, a federal jury has found former president Donald Trump liable for battery and defamation in the lawsuit brought by writer E. Jean Carroll. According to the lawsuit, Carroll says that Trump raped her in a Manhattan tr- department store in the mid nineties. The nine jurors who deliberated for barely three hours before reaching their unanimous decision did not find that Trump raped Carol, but that they agreed that he had, quote, sexually abused her and that he defamed her when he denied her story. So Carol was awarded $5 million in total damages for both claims. The day after the verdict, Trump appeared on CNN for a town hall. This is what made it even more weird. Trump appeared on CNN for a town hall and made further disparaging comments about Carol. He made fun of her accounts publicly to a crowd of supporters, and critics called the entire thing disturbing. CNN also came under fire when for even having him on. I don't understand why they even had him on. Um, but because of his disparaging remarks, Carol may sue again. Quote, everything's on the table, obviously, and we have to give serious consideration to it. Carol's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, told the New York Times about the prospect of a defamation lawsuit. What do you guys think? Should she sue again? I think absolutely. You can't lose a sexual assault case in court and then turn around and go on national television. CNN shouldn't even have had him on there in the first place. But but <laughs> to go on there and then just make further defamation comments about the person who just won the case and it was a unanimous decision, it's so crap, you know? It's... It's like, dude, just shut your fucking mouth. Shut your goddamn mouth. It, and unfortunately, you know, should she sue again? Absolutely. Will it be painful for her to do so? Absolutely. You know, she's already been rigged across the coals, so to speak, in in this case. And he just won't stop, man. It's It's so gross. So, anyways, all, um, you know, thoughts and prayers to E. Jean Carroll. I hope she is doing fine after that. I certainly hope so. Last but not least, not a celeb story, but um, a very polarizing new food fad is taking over Lower East Side of Manhattan. So, food, F-U-D-E, is a dinner party like no other. Guests are invited to bear all by leaving not just their coats, but their entire wardrobe at the door to enjoy a delicious meal completely naked. The food experience is led by artist and model Charlie Ann Max, who started hosting naked events in 2020. For $88, the chosen guests can enjoy a vegan menu while occupying an enjoyable space. Each event is themed, and previous experiences have been based off the ideas of self-love, museum, and menstrual cycles. So all guests must apply for the event in advance, and men are more heavily screened than women, though Max says most people are accepted. Attendees primarily enjoy the warm and candlelit dinner experience as it helps them reconnect with their bodies and feel more confident. 
One person told the New York Times that nudity helped people connect in different ways, but it also stripped away elements of the patriarchy. Food, uh, food, F-U-D-E, seeks to create a safe space that is conducive to people exploring themselves and connecting with others. Some food sessions also combine new dining with other disciplines and activities such as breathwork, yoga, life drawing, clay, and photography. Would you guys go to a naked dinner? I absolutely would. I talk about this a lot where I've had a lot of like body shame issues, um, just being a skinny pale kid and and i was terrified to dress out in pe because i was afraid people were gonna look at me or like make fun of me for how skinny i was and people always said always make comments about how skinny i was it 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 makes people feel uncomfortable i you know i feel like and this is not the exact same but i think people should just stop talking about people's bodies (laughs) you know and things like this where you know, and uh, I was doing nude yoga for a long time. So I, I was doing that to like really kind of help myself get over that kind of fear, anxiety over being naked, um, especially in front of other people. And it really helped me reconnect with my body in a different way. So things like this, I'm 100% for. I would love to go to this. Um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think about about this as well. I would love to here if you have been to something like this or if you would like to go to something like this what would you like to expect to see there that is all the stories i have for you guys today thank you for being here follow me on instagram and tiktok for more news um the links to these articles will be on our pod page in the description down below i'm demi wild i'll see you on friday for the full episode and of course stay deviant Remember, subscribing might not be worth it, but it's also not optional. Just do it.